NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lenders. Woo! Tax season is here, which means you've received or are expecting that tax refund any day now, and you're thinking about what to spend it on. How about a new home? With SaveWithConrad.com, we're helping renters become homeowners every single day, and it's more affordable than you think. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need a huge down payment. In fact, you may not need a down payment at all. At SaveWithConrad.com, we take the stress out of the home buying process. We'll determine your buying power. We'll even help you find a realtor. And unlike the banks, we don't say no. We say not yet, but here's how. So if you're not ready right now, we'll get you on a plan to be ready. Stop throwing your money away, paying someone else's mortgage with your rent and start the path towards owning your own home today at SaveWithConrad.com. Right now, Fight Plus, the ultimate digital platform for live sports and entertainment, is offering a free seven-day trial at TryFight.com. Yes, you can access Fight Plus's incredible library full of combat sports, wrestling, and other premium content absolutely free for seven days by going to tryfight.com and the best part you can find them on all major streaming platforms available today so don't waste another second go to tryfight.com that's t-r-y-f-i-t-e.com right now and find out why they are the undisputed champ of live sports and entertainment symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. We are broadcasting from the Blue Chew Studios. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code ARN at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. Hello and welcome to ARN. This is Paul Bromwell, and today I'm joined by the Hall of Famer, the founder of the Four Horsemen, creator of the Spinebuster, and the man that alongside Bobby Eaton defeated the Steiners at Super Brawl 2. He's the enforcer. He's double A. He's ARN Anderson. ARN, how are you this week, my friend? Still trying to absorb that controversial victory we got. That but dusty we'll, finish. We'll take it. Yeah, you'll take it, I'm sure. You are holding on to those tag team belts, and we're going to see if you continue to hold on to them this week as we go through March. But, buddy, before we jump into this week's topic, as always, we want to remind our fans about the merchandise, uh, which they can check out. You and I are both sporting some T-shirts this week. It's starting to warm up a little bit outside. But, man, we have not only those these T-shirts that we're wearing, but I don't know if you noticed, Arn, there is a new T-shirt that was just added to the store, the Founding Horseman shirt that has your picture on it, and it is gorgeous. Um, I'm going to make sure that I send you, I'll send you a picture of it. I'll text it to you. But guys, if you haven't seen it, make sure you check it out, guys and gals, because listen, this show has a wide female demographic that loves to listen in to Arn. And so check it out now. Make sure that you grab one. And uh, it's it's got that uh, concept, the early days of Nitro. Uh, so so make sure you, you look at that. There's, uh, there's also one available uh, out there that has, uh, you know, not only this, which you can get in a lot of different logos, which is the established, uh, you know, when you were established in 1982. Uh, but we also have our embroidered four horsemen hats and our jackets. So come on, check them out. Make sure you get those now and get it to, for the person. These would make great gifts on, wouldn't they? Yeah, you know, if you're a baseball fan, you go to baseball games, <clears throat> Great place to wear them because they are styled as good as starter and, you know, lids and all those, the quality of those hats. They were a big hit, WrestleCon, a few weeks back. Sold a lot of hats. There you go. All right, I love to hear that. So check it out now. Pick up yours today and show support. Uh, some support for the founder of the Four Horsemen, Mr. Arn Anderson. Arn, the other thing I wanted to mention before we get going here is, uh, buddy, we're just weeks away now. Just, I mean, days from the release of your uh, your graphic novel, My Life is Wrestling's Enforcer. And a couple weeks ago, Dirk Manning dropped another teaser from the autobiography, and the pages just look incredible, my friend. I can't wait to get my hands on this one. How are you feeling as we get closer to it? Well, I never thought I would qualify to be a superhero but 
and I'm sure I still don't, but I'm, I'm getting excited about it too because it's different from anything I've ever done. It is, and uh, I can tell you Dirk and his team have done an outstanding job just from what I've seen so far. Guys, uh, you're going to want to get in on this if you haven't already. So the book should be uh, coming out soon, just in a matter of weeks as we get into this spring and summer season. And I, and I can't wait to see it, man. And some of our listeners, they they went all the way up to the premium package, and they're going to be uh, featured in the, in the comic book as well. So I can't wait for them to see it. They're going to be thrilled. As a fan, I can't imagine, let's just say you're a Superman comic fan, and to be in one of those, and from now on, in infamy, you will always continue to be there. That's staking your claim in uh, wrestling history, I think. You're immortalized, immortalized in Arn Anderson's you know, graphic novel. So very cool, man. We're looking forward to that. Well, buddy, listen, enough of uh, the shilling this week. Let's get into it. Let's talk about uh, March 1992. Last week, we talked about the must-see wrestling event that was Super Brawl 2. Hopefully, you all did your homework and you went back and checked out that event. We talked about, the, from the opening match on, Arn, we talked about Jushin Thunder Lager and uh, Flying Brian all the way through to the end. And uh, if you haven't seen one, you guys need to check it out. And if you need any more reason to watch this, like I said, it was that starting match that we talked about. But today we're going to pick up the story from March of 1992. Uh, we have four clips that we're going to share as well of a number of topics. So let's jump right in. And Arn, immediately following Super Brawl, the Dangerous Alliance confronts Sting at the post-Super Brawl press conference, continuing the story that's been ongoing since November when Rick Rude defeated Sting for the U.S. title and formed the Dangerous Alliance. And in our first clip of the week, we have what went down between Rude and Sting following Sting's championship win over Lex Luger at Super Bowl. Remember, Luger's out. He's gone. He wants to be a world uh, bodybuilder now. He's at the WBF. Uh, wants to work for Vince McMahon. So Sting's the champ, and Rick Rude is now elevating it, taking it up a notch, getting in the face of Sting. And, dude, I'm telling you right now, as a sneak preview to what we're about to watch, this is real as real feels. And so here we go. This was from, uh, again, March 7th, 1992, on an episode of World Championship Wrestling. Match party for World Championship Wrestling, and we're hoping that the champion, the newly crowned champion Sting, will make an appearance here at the party. But for right now, let's talk to a few of the people and see just how they enjoyed WCW Super Brawl 2. I see Tony Schiavone over here. Maybe we can get Tony in here a little bit. Hi, Tony. Uh, Tony, you're, you're... Oh, and here comes the champ now. We'll, we'll cut this... Yeah, we'll cut this close now. We got... We got uh, Plenty of reporters over here. I'm going to move over and try to get in on fielding some of these questions here. Follow me if you can with the camera. Sting! Terrific match. Terrific match. Thank you. Really great. Thank you, Mr. Fry. Who's got the first question? Okay. Um, where you want to defend uh, your title? Uh, is it uh, worldwide? Are you planning to go to Japan? Or yeah, oh yeah, whatever comes up first. Nothing, uh, of course, right now has been discussed or talked about or signed especially, but I will go to Japan. Uh, the great Muda, a lot of other great wrestlers over there I'd like to defend it against, uh, as well as a lot here. So, yeah, Van Vader, there's a few. So. I'd like to congratulate you on your second reign. Now, how would you rate your opponent tonight as opposed to the Ric Flair who you won it against the first time in Baltimore? Uh... Obviously, he's uh, a much bigger, more powerful wrestler. Uh, the strongest I've ever been up against, as a matter of fact, and it was very physical in there. It doesn't take him very long to get physical and cause a lot of damage to the body. So, yeah, I felt him, believe me. I felt him a little bit more than I ever felt flair. So. Sting, let me fire a question out here real quick. What was being said in that ring? I was ringside. You and Luger were nose-to-nose -nose out there, and there was a lot of verbal abuse going on from what I could tell. What was being said at that point before the match actually got underway? Basically, a lot of, well, this is it. This is the big, uh, the big moment, man. Are you ready? And, of course, I said, yeah, I'm ready. And I asked him if he was ready, and, of course, he was ready. And then there was a little bit of bad-mouthing going on, which I really don't want to talk about here right now, but, you know, a little pre-bout conversation there. You can imagine what was said. Who's your next opponent going to be, Sting? Uh, the next opponent, uh, probably a few people here at uh, World Championship Wrestling, probably, uh, I'd say... Uh, hey, wait a minute. Uh, wait a minute. 
Whoa, we got uh, we got the Dangerous Alliance walking in here in full force. Tuxedos, the whole thing. Settle down. Settle down. Everybody loves a party. And nobody has more reason to celebrate than you and I. You see, you've got good reason to celebrate because you're the new world champion. And I love it. Congratulations. But I've got reason to celebrate because that makes me automatically the number one contender. That's right. Pour us a cup of drinks oh, here, yes, Paul. Oh, yes, sir. You know I will, Rick. Anything for you. Here's one for Rick. And guess who the other one is for? So I'd like to propose a toast. A toast. What a gentleman. To Sting, the new world champion, and to ravishing Rick Rude, the man who owns the new world champion. Bottoms up, my friend. I ain't drinking with you, pal. <laughs> I got no reason to drink with you. I got no reason. He wins the world title. All of a sudden, he's too good to drink with me. You'll drink with me when I tell you to. You'll drink with me when I tell you to. You think you're too good? Why don't we just do it right now, then? You want a piece of me now? You want a piece of me now? Let him up, Rick! Let him up! Let him up! Let him up, baby! Let him up! Now, Arn, that's a hell of a way to start a feud, isn't it? <laughs> I guess. I mean, listen, Luger's on his way out. So right here, in the, by the way, and this is a uh, press conference that now we're starting to get used to seeing after major pay-per-views. Back then, this wasn't a thing that we got that we saw very often. So the Kip Fry, who we talked about last week, there he was. We haven't seen yet. You know, for those that maybe didn't know what Kip Fry looked like, he's sitting in there with Sting. And he, and he kicks it off, and it has a real feel. They're asking about Nature Boy, who we know is in the WWF. So that's kind of, oh, okay. This seems like kind of a real press conference here. And then all of a sudden, here comes the antagonist of all antagonists, Rick Rude. And Ratchets is up. You guys looking as only you can in your tuxedos. And, uh, my God, this, again, feels very Horseman-esque. Chaos. Hmm. Not perfect camera shots, not perfect audio, chaos. Felt really good. I enjoyed that. It was it was so well done, like you said. No perfect camera, no music playing as you guys walked in, as they were prepared for it. It was just all done off the cuff and felt real. But I want you to talk about Rick Rude because, man, uh, he is raising, he's risen to the occasion here. I mean... Uh, I, I think that uh, sometimes we forget about this period of his career. I mean, I know I've been guilty of it. I'll just say that. But he was so good here, and he had all the talent and ability as a heel in the world at this point. Yeah, and he was regarded as one of the legitimate tough guys in the business. You know, he was really, really salty. And all the go, you know, all the guys, Barry Darso, Demolition, my friend, the Road Warriors, all those guys uh, – Kurt Henning, they always would talk about, you know, hey, you don't want to mess with Rick Rude. And uh, you saw some of it there. That was not a wrestling promo. That was a guy trying to make an impression. If you were to have some young wrestlers in today's business, we, we've talked about plenty of them here. You're a fan of Will Hobbs. You're a fan of a lot of the, the, the young talent in the business. What would you say, hey, watch some, some, some Rick Rude stuff. What would you say are some characteristics if you were telling them, Hey, this is what you want to watch Rick Rude and learn from him. Just the way he carried himself. You believed everything he was saying. And we are, you know, we talk about connecting with the audience in a negative way or a positive way, whichever it is. You can usually tell a guy that believes his own press versus a guy that's legitimate. And he just tells you exactly the way it's going to go down. And it's not painted with a lot of bright colors. It's just, hey, 
Here's the deal. If you don't shut your mouth, you're going to be picking your teeth out of your shit in the morning. Well, you, somebody says that yeah, to you, yeah. and you go, okay, that's got a different feel to it. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a violent feel to it, a feeling of realism, which we love as wrestling fans. But uh, one of the things that also you noticed is Sting was talking about potential competitors for the world title. Rick Rude's not the only one in Sting's sights, because during this time, Arn, we also see the reemergence of two men that oppose Sting during the summer. First, you have Cactus Jack. And the last time we talked about Cactus, he accidentally deep-fried Abdullah the Butcher at the end of the Chamber of Horrors <laughs> match. You remember that, don't you? Terrible. And uh, so you got Luger gone. So Cactus, he's gradually going to rejoin the main event picture after working several months down the card. Uh, the man behind Cactus Jack, Mick Foley, one of our ad-free show buddies, speaks very highly of his time in WCW and the program that he would have with Sting here. He was also heavily influenced and encouraged by one of your mentors. We talked about him last week, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Dusty was taken with the way Cactus delivered his promos and the way he successfully came across as a sinister and dangerous individual. But Arn, as a top-tier promo man yourself, how successful was Cactus in conveying his message and coming across as the monster that Dusty wanted him to be? Well, he... <clears throat> I'm not sure monster was the right word. He would he came across to me as just unhinged, mm. deranged. You know, you know, not he wasn't a guy that was just gonna come and like, you know, Friday the thirteenth just kill everything in sight. But it's like you couldn't kill him either. And that was the advantage. I saw that guy take bumps. If you've ever just fell off the apron flat back from there to the floor and there's no padding, concrete, it would kill most people. It really would. It would jar your your organs like you would not believe if you've ever fell like that. And Jack would, he would take bumps like that. He would take hip tosses off the apron onto the floor. Just total disregard for his body and that was his advantage. If you can't hurt him, you can't beat him uh, because eventually he's going to hurt you. And that's that's what he brought to the table. Arn, it blows my mind to this day that he still walks around. I mean, my, my dad, right, 70 years old, he's never taken a flat back bump like a, like a McFoley or been flung through a hell in the cell. But he's got major problems with the sciatic nerve. You have issues with your sciatica, right, your sciatic nerve. How does, sure. he, how does he not have major debilitating pains? I know he's had surgeries and things, but it's just unbelievable. Um, and his mental capacity, his, his, his recall with his podcast, it's just incredible what he's still able to do, I think, with the years and the wear and tear of what he's done to his body, man. Well, you say, how does he not, is he not hurt and injured? He is. Yeah. You don't yeah. see it. He doesn't let you see it, but if you've ever been at a signing... Catch him when he first comes into sight and watch him walk across the room, watch him sit down, look over there two hours later and watch him get up and down in a chair. You know, I don't think he would be offended if I let the cat out of the bag. He is crippled up. Hmm. He just enjoys so much, you know, still being around the business and showing up that that he just toughs it out to be able to attend these events. But brother, make, make no mistake. I would, ha I would hate to be in the room when he wakes up every morning because I know it's ugly at my house, and it can only be way worse than that. Mm. Kudos to the guy for what he's give up for the business. He has pretty much volunteered his well-being and health for the entertainment of wrestling fans, and you got to appreciate that, and you got to respect it, and you just got to just say, God bless you, Mick. Thank you. Mm. We had a few questions uh, about Cactus Jack here. Josh Clemens says, what did Arn think when first seeing Cactus Jack? Did he think he had the potential to become one of the biggest stars in the world within the next eight years? Uh, there's the biggest star in the world, Elvis Presley, and then there's evil Knievel, Cactus Jack. I never thought he was going to be considered the greatest athlete or the greatest showman or whatever. But if you go back and you really follow 
Evil Knievel's career. He would just put his life on the line for you. Same thing with Cactus. First time I saw him, and he took some just terrible bumps. Like, I think he was working down in San Antonio where he set the indoor record for hip tosses with Mil Mascaris. But they were all over the outside, all over the floor, probably through two or three chairs that were set up, through the bell table, all that stuff. And we came back to the, uh, and I didn't know him. I had just, it was my first time really seeing him at that level. And it was a featured match. San Antonio was a huge Hispanic audience, and it was pretty packed, I think, that night. And uh, I just said, Jesus Christ, Cactus, you ain't got no sense. He said, no, Mr. Anderson, I don't have any dollars. And yeah. that said it all. Yeah. He just explained the reason for his performance. That's right. Yeah. He was trying to be noticed, trying to secure himself a position with the company. Yeah. Trying to, trying to make make money, trying to make a living for him, his family, et cetera, and, and to stand out and stick out and be different. And that was his way to do it. Stand out. You just said it. That yeah. was his way. If, you know, just being shot out of a cannon will do it. That's what he was going to do. That's he was what he was willing to do. Hey, guys, we interrupt this episode of Arn to talk to you about something that's very important to me and the Enforcer, and that is a good night's sleep. And we're here to help you with that. We're talking about warmer temperatures right now. It's warming up in the spring and summertime, and it might be just a little harder for you to find and get that deep sleep at night. Maybe you were enjoying that through the winter months. Well, it is a little bit warmer. The air conditioners are raised up, but I'm going to tell you how you can make sure you're comfortable at night when you're sleeping. And it starts with Sleep Me and their mattress toppers. You can find the Doc Pro and Cube sleep systems right now on sleep.me forward slash ARN and save 20% off. Now, let me tell you about the Doc Pro. It's their newest, most powerful system for a perfect sleep climate. So if you like your side a little colder, she likes hers a little warmer, you have the ability to do that and adjust with both of these systems. But the Doc Pro is where it's at. I'm telling you, no matter your body's heat load or room temperature, you can adjust it perfectly and take advantage of this. And for an extra layer of comfort, you know about the Chili Blanket. We've talked about it here on the show. The only weighted blanket that can also be paired with the control unit for the ultimate sweat-free sleep. Nobody wants to wake up sweaty. We need it to be sweat-free, nice and dark, and nice and cold, and sleep.me is here. So check it out, sleep.me forward slash ARN, you know those three letters, A-R-N, to take advantage of our exclusive 20% off discount right now. That's sleep.me slash ARN to take advantage of our exclusive 20% discount and wake up refreshed, feeling like a horseman. Every day. Brad Stanton says uh, he wants to know if you think Cactus Jack was a worthy challenger to Sting at this time. Um, I don't think our audience would have considered him just the way the business was at that time. Cosmetics, bodies, looks, uh, all those things. I think they would have thought, okay, this could be a physical match, but I don't think if... If you were betting over in Vegas, anybody would have bet on Cactus Jack. It's just, and no, no disrespect to him, I just right. think it, it's the way the business different time was yeah. cosmetically. Yep. We have another question from the professor Drew Landry, and he says, uh, "What if anything did you know about McFoley at this time? Did you think WCW was the right place for Cactus Jack?" Didn't know him at all. I just was was being introduced to him like everybody else. Um, I know he was the only one willing to do what he was doing bump-wise. There was nobody else in his league. Now, I said then what I say now. My God, this guy's going to have a tough, you know, from 40 years on, he's going to have a tough life. I don't know how, how old he would have been, I guess, in his 30s at that time. Most likely. And honestly, or, I think he... He probably at the time thought, hey, I know I will, but I'm willing to do that if it, if it makes a difference in my life. I wonder, and I'm sure at this point, he probably doesn't regret any of it. Not, not a day. Yeah. Uh, you know, he loved this business. 
the avenue that, that he had at the time was to take all these t terrible bumps and, you know, sacrifice his teeth getting knocked out and everything else. His ear ripped off? Yeah, his ear ripped off, you name it. I mean, what oh lengths goodness. would he go? But, you know, what lengths would you go if you love something that much? I know, you know, I would find a way. He found mm. a way. There you go. Well, speaking of challengers, the other new challenger for Sting is a favorite of the research guy, and that's Big Van Vader. Uh, Vader was also in the Chamber of Horrors match and worked a lot with Elegante following Halloween Havoc into the new year. Poor, poor Vader. The emergence of Vader took place in multiple television tapings, Arn, as Vader attacked the franchise and left him laying in two, on two different occasions in the middle of March. And then during their confrontation on March 21st edition of WCW Pro, Sting hit Vader with a steel chair shot. Vader no-sold the chair shot and decimated Sting until the baby faces came to the ring and made the save. Arn, Vader is widely regarded as one of the best big men in the game. And WCW, they did right by him. They booked him as a killer. Why did these two have so much great chemistry? Chemistry that allowed them to continue working together the next couple years. Uh, Leon was very athletic. Mm. I mean, the guy could do a moonsault, for God's sakes, off the top. I mean, he could he could get around that ring. He played pro football. That'll tell you that he's a, you know, one of those extra special athletes. Everybody can't play in the NFL. You know, that's that's a very small demographic. And, you know, athletically it transferred to our business. So the much bigger guy put Sting behind the eight ball, the guy that we're all pulling for, and it, you know, it, it made you think, hey, can he pull this off or not? There weren't a lot of guys that were suitable challengers at that time, but Leon was. And uh, they had Harley Race aligned with him, and that had to really help his presentation. It did. It helped his presentation. Were you a big fan of that yep. alignment with Harley and Vader? And the legendary status of Harley Race. Why would he be backing a guy or managing a guy unless he was the guy? Harley wouldn't have anything to do with a less-than product. Hey, guys. Tony Schiavone. need to call a timeout real quick. Wanted to tell your listeners what I've been telling what happened when listeners for a while now about all the cool things happening over on adfreeshows.com. Jim Johnston created the soundtrack for generations of WWE fans with some of the most iconic themes in history. Jim sits down with Conrad to take us behind some of those classic themes, including The Ultimate Warrior. And then I recorded that. And then just over that, you're just doing... You know, it's so simple, but that's what felt like him. Plus, an all-new edition of The Book is here, as David Crockett takes us page by page, gate by gate, through the JCP booking logs of April 1985. On Sunday, April 14th, you start the day with a 2 p.m. show in Richmond, Virginia, 43 right. grand. An hour later, Asheville, North Carolina kicks off, and it's another 63-63. But then that night, you guys all cruised to Atlanta, $31,000 at the gate. Talk about a banner day for Jim Crockett promotions. This is hard to beat, man. That's just a small taste of what we've got waiting for you with four levels to choose from. See for yourself why ad free shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now at adfreeshows.com. Well, let's talk about you and Bobby here. And in the aftermath of Super Brawl, you picked up where you left off, working with all the baby faces, including the Steiner brothers, Dustin Rhodes and Barry Windham and Ricky Steamboat. And when not working those tag matches with the Steiners or Rhodes and Windham, the Dangerous Alliance worked a lot of six-man tag matches. Uh, and in our second clip of the week, Arn, you're escorted to the ring by Medusa, uh, and the Dangerous Alliance here is composed of Larry, Bobby, and Arn. You took on the trio of the Z-Man, uh, Tony Schiavone's favorite, Flying Brian Pillman and Marcus Alexander Bagwell in a six-man tag match on March 7th that would air on World Championship Wrestling. Let's find out what happened, Arn, when the three young, hungry, talented took on the three grizzled veterans with championship pedigree, our second clip of the week. Still to come, the United States Heavyweight Champion, ravishing Rick Rude. 
plus heavy metal Van Hammer and stunning Steve Austin will go one-on-one. We're telling you more about the main event tomorrow here on TBS. Perhaps the greatest U.S. champion of all time, Magnum T.A. will join Tony Schiavone and Missy Hyatt on the broadcast team tomorrow at 6.05 Eastern Time here on TBS. More on that broadcast in the hour. Irish trip to the far side. Pillman trying to sunset flip here. He does have Anderson over. And there was a tag made. Anderson tagged in Zabisco. Neckbreaker by the cruncher. Lateral press. He could have him, but Pillman able to kick out. Z-Man in there for the insurance, I guess. Zabisco mouthing at Bagwell to come on in. That's going to be driving this kid crazy. Going in a real bad, bad part of the, the ring here. But he's hitting anything that moves. But now he's trapped in the corner of the dangerous alliance. Gilman head first into the top turnbuckle. Very intense competition here on TBS at center stage. We're happy you're with us here on WCW. Drop toe hold. And he held him. Oh, my. Vicious knee to the back of the kick from Cincinnati's head. And Anderson again stomping away at the abdomen. And Pillman kicked out. Two and a half there. This kid not getting a lot of time to enjoy being the light heavyweight champion as we talked earlier. He's in this match because he's friends with Bagwell and Z-Man. They ran together there. And that may have put the frosting on the cake for Pillman. He's been going on guts the last several minutes anyway. He's a little dazed, and Anderson cuts him off before he can make the tag. Great move. What a counter. Gilman caught him with an aerial counter into the head scissors. And now Brian fighting his way to his corner. Sabisco has been tagged in, and Bagwell gets the tag. I don't think Gilman meant to do that, but Bagwell's got the tag. The kid with the injured neck. Thanks to Valentine and Taylor, and they're fighting. Pillman hit from behind by beautiful Bobby. Beautiful Bobby with an assist from Anderson. And a stun gun across the top rope. This kid's got a hurt neck, and the Dangerous Alliance will win it. The winners of the match, the team of Anderson, Beautiful Bobby and Larry, the Dangerous the Alliance took advantage of the damage that had been done earlier to that young man by the United States Tag Team Champions, Zabisco, Anderson, and Eaton. Well, Arn, there we go. Uh, this is another instance where the Dangerous Alliance is uh, beating up on the young, beautiful, handsome-looking studs here uh, of the promotion. You might say three good-looking, handsome guys taking on three professional wrestlers. Uh, but, man, what a great opportunity here for Bagwell, Pillman, and Zink as well to work with the three of you. And to attack the injured soul, right? Yeah, yeah. What did uh, you think of... Uh, go ahead, finish your Well, thoughts. I was just going to say, J.R. covered it. He said, I don't think... Pillman meant to tag Bagwell, which he didn't. That was the story. We made him tag Bagwell. He was the only one. And Bagwell tagged in. Pillman didn't tag out. That's the difference. You would, They were protecting their partner. I want to get your opinion on Bagwell here at this point of his career because we know on, you know, he'd go on to be that excellent heel as buff and all that stuff. But here in 1992, how did you think he fared making himself... Uh, you know, someone that the fans needed to cheer for and had to see win. Do you, do you think he played that part well? 
very, very talented as far as the limited time he had been in the business mechanically. You know, handsome guy, good physique, the whole thing. We hated him. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Anybody that handsome, zinc yeah. too. Z- yeah. Pil- you know, Pillman too. Yeah. You know, we're grizzled veterans. My God. <laughs> Ruggedly handsome, maybe in some circles. But when you look at those three guys and you look at the three of us, it's no, no, no wonder we're angry. Yeah. All of a sudden, these three up-and-coming, young, like I said, good-looking. Tony Schiavone, I think, was infatuated with the Z-Man. That's been well-established on his podcast, What Happened When. He, he's so complimentary of the Z-Man. You know, Buff, he is the stuff at this point. They always talked about how he was rookie of the year, and he got flying Brian before he went crazy. I mean, so these guys are all kinds of good at this point in their career. But uh, as you said, you guys were doing your part. You're doing your job, right? You're there to help elevate them in their game. So uh, lots of fun. I want to touch on Medusa, okay? Because Medusa's ringside here with you guys. And last month, she helped you and Bobby get that win with that wild finish at Super Brawl. We didn't talk about it. But remember, she's the one that handed you that powder that you blinded Rick Steiner with. And she has largely been featured with Rick Root as part of that presentation, but she's becoming increasingly more used in your matches now as well. And uh, she even got you and Bobby disqualified because of her outside interference in several matches with you and the Steiner brothers. But by doing so, she ensured that you and Bobby remain tag champions and the title stayed with the Dangerous Alliance. And you told us a couple weeks ago, Warren, you scolded me. You said you better not forget about Medusa because if we do, she's probably going to kick one, if not both, of our heads off. So, uh, you know, and we all know I have a huge target here with my noggin. But but seriously, Medusa, legitimately, she's a badass. She's a trailblazer for women in pro wrestling. What can you tell us about Medusa and the role she played? Well, she was like a first. I mean, there were a lot of ladies in the business. Most of them were in that role of being a valet, eye candy. Medusa was athletic, and I think probably martial arts, karate, whatever it was, boxing. Yeah. I mean, she was just an athletic, tough lady. And uh, and if you weren't paying attention, she'd light you up. I saw it more than once. You you, get, you think about her. You think about Sherry Martell, right? Kind of right. in that form, right? And then it would evolve years later, obviously, totally different size, presentation, and build. But China, right? She became an enforcer and uh, in her own way with you know DX and all that. But, man, Medusa, you're right. She was ahead of the game when it came to all that because she had already done so much for women's wrestling. But now here she is at legitimately not just being that tender valet on the outside. She's an ass kicker. She's getting involved. We've seen her climb the – she climbs the cage, you know, in the War Games matches that the Dangerous Lawrence has. So she's in, man. She, she, was, she was awesome. She kind of changed the game. Yeah, absolutely. As far as females were used and and all that, and and what a difference they can make in a match, and she set the set the standard. Well, buddy, later in the month, you and Bobby team up with stunning Steve Austin to take on Marcus Bagwell, Todd Champion, and the Z-Man. And this match aired on March 14th on WCW Pro. We do have the closing moments of this one. We're going to take a look at it. Again, this is our third clip of the week. We have four total. This is from WCW Pro, March 14th, 1992. This is classic tag team strategy here. Keeping a fresh man in at all times and keeping your opponent in your half of the ring. Snap there. Anderson now measures the kid and stomps him in the face. They'll rearrange the handsome features of the rookie from Marietta, Georgia. Dangerously with those verbal assaults on Bagwell, and somehow this rookie is holding on, and you, one has to assume at this point it's strictly on instinct. Bagwell trying to counter, 
Hasselhoff on the rookie from Marietta, Georgia. And they worked on his back relentlessly for the past several minutes. And this time Bagwell with a kick. Comes back with a clothesline. Now can the kid make the tag? He desperately needs to make the tag to either of his partners. He's close to the corner. It tags him. Tip. The firebreaker. Anderson's in. Firebreaker chip. Throwing those heavy right hands. And he elevates Anderson. Another right hand by the firebreaker. Irish up to the far side. He got him up with a power slam. Going for the cover. And beat up a Bobby with a vicious kick. Right to the back of the head. There it is, man. The spine buster closing it down. Love it. My move. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. The name is spine buster for all those that Tony Giovanni that pretended they didn't know what the name was. That's right. And uh, you've made it famous, buddy, and people are still using it to this day. But what a great bit of action that we get to see there. It looked as though the baby faces who pushed the pace the entire match might get the win. Until you and Bobby took advantage of the situation, Austin looked good in this one as well too, Arn. And I'm sure it's not lost on him who he's sharing the ring with, you and Bobby. But uh, the Dangerous Alliance is on top as the number one group in WCW. And watching that back, it reminds me a lot of the Jim Crockett days from 85 to 88, where you guys made the show exciting every single week, buddy. And I think it just proves the rule that when built properly, People will be compelled to tune into the show to eventually see the bad guy get his. What did you think of the run of the Dangerous Alliance up to this point as we watch it back together, Arn? Well, I mean, we were used pretty well. And TV is the vehicle that you're going to get over. And, you know, if you're if you're taken care of and you got enough time, and you know, the one thing that, that I'm starting to notice, we have more ring time than interview time, which is okay as long as you're being used properly. Now, if you were getting beat every week and you had no promo time to go out and explain what happened, not what you thought happened, but what really happened, uh, it's two different animals. So Austin was starting to come into his own. You can see his aggression right there. You know, you just knew Steve was going to be somebody for sure. Arn, what you said there, though, really just it resonated with me because we're seeing a lot more. You know, I, I made the comparison to Jim Crocker promotion days, but in those days, it was more we talk about the interviews. We show the clips of the interviews. This era, we're seeing a lot more in-ring action and not necessarily all that. So I'd say that's the biggest difference from that era to this era. Well, you know why? Because we pushed ourselves, and if you look at some of the promos that we made, as comparing ourselves to WWF, but not saying WWF, we would just say, hey, you know, the other guys got the, you know, they go to the ring with a snake around their shoulder or a dog or whatever or the deal may be. We're yeah. a wrestling product. Yeah. And we pushed ourselves as being a wrestling product. You want to see a fight? Come Tune see in. us. That's right. When professional wrestling is good, it's must-see. But when it's bad, our favorite wrestlers find themselves on the receiving end of jeers, booze, and these days aren't hate tweets. And, men, if your bedroom game has been less than good as of late, might the enforcer and I suggest the only remedy you need to shut down the jeers and booze and stop the hate tweets before they ever get sent. And that is our oldest and most loyal partner. No, not Arn Anderson. It's our friends at Blue Chew. Blue Chew is an online prescription that is here for you. There's no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package 
Arm, we've talked about it over and over. The process is simple. You just go to bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you, the game is changed. We're talking Pup Tent City, aren't we, Arn? Well, I'm just, just sitting here wondering since you brought the tweets into it. Do you think that it actually happens where you have a less than stellar performance and you go home and you're in your home or you're, say it's your girlfriend or maybe just a first date or whatever it may be, and they send you a hate tweet that, hey, you're a lousy bump. Do you think that really actually has happened? In today's world, buddy, wouldn't surprise me. In the, I mean, it'll be an Instagram story, a TikTok, a tweet. Oh, yeah, they'll bury you wherever they can. Are you kidding so, me? It's just right there in print. You just, oh, yeah, uh, for the world you, to see. Yeah, you were lousy, lousy. A lousy lay, yeah. Well, shit, don't take that chance, man. Load up on the Bluetooth. Load it up. It will never happen. Do you want TMZ getting a hold of that shit? No. So load up on the blue chill. No one Ch wants to be exposed. Well, yeah, it'll kill your gimmick. There's a yeah. lot of things you can be less than at. I would suggest that's not a good one. You don't want that reputation. You you, no. you can you can deal with a lot of others, but you don't want that reputation. Not in today's world. No, that drive-through window will close down quick, my friend. So listen, if you don't like swallowing pills, no problems here. Blue Chew's tablets are chewable. There are all kinds of reasons guys can't perform. It could be age. It could be a medical condition. Older guys, it could be stress, anxiety. Who knows? But I'm sure you've heard of performance anxiety. I mean, it just happens. It happens in the ring. It happens when, you know, they throw the old mic in front of somebody's face and they got to cut promos. It's performance anxiety. Well, listen, it happens in the bedroom, too. You finally, you finally have that beautiful woman that you've been desiring and craving and talking to and gives you the butterflies inside your belly and makes you feel a whole lot different than you ever felt before. And that music's playing a little Sade in the background, and all of a sudden you're in the bedroom. You want to make sure that those parts are working like they're supposed to. And BlueChew.com is your friend. They can make it happen. So check it out, BlueChew.com. And this is how you do it. You can try BlueChew free when you use our promo code ARN at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping, and it'll make your eyes roll in the back of your head. That's right. BlueChew.com, promo code ARN, and have her scream in that name, and receive your first month free. Go to BlueChew.com for more details and safety info. ARN, that's where it's at, pal. Charday. Little, little, little Yeah, R man. Really? Smooth operator. Come on now. Have, oh, you know what I'm that's talking about. That's who does it. Yeah. I was thinking, thinking more Barry White. But oh, hey, okay. Smooth okay. operator. You know, saying that, Rick Rude used yes. to drink. You know whose idea that was? Whose? Moi. Get out of here. That was your yeah. idea for his yeah. theme? And it fit perfect. Smooth operator, little Sade, man. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that, was, that was the performer of that song. You put that on, little wine, little rose petals, little action. I mean, I don't know. We're in a different era now. Check it out, bluechew.com and uh, promo code Arn, guys. You know the deal. Arn, as we mentioned at the top of the show, you and Bobby had several matches throughout this month with the Steiner boys. Most of the time, the Steiners won the match by DQ, but toward the end of the month, you guys wrestled this match in front of crowds at the UIC Pavilion in Chicago, the Baltimore Arena, and even the Meadowlands in New Jersey. This match was always in the semi-main event, as it should be, and uh, but they all ended by DQ. And while the crowds were here, you know, here are modest in size compared to crowds of years past, Time and again, Bobby, Rick, and Scott, you guys all delivered on the match. We know you all had the endorsement of the men in charge, but how rewarding was it for you to once again be slotted in a top position working with top-tier talent, Arn? If you don't aspire to be on top in this business, you got no business being in the business. And we understood that, that the world title took top billing, but being right under it, and the world tag titles wasn't a bad spot either, especially with those guys. Yeah, and you've talked to us before. I mean, the Stoners would lay a hurting on you guys. Are you, are you thinking, I don't care. They can beat the shit out of me all they want. We're wrestling second from the main event because it is us and the Steiners, and we are having fun together. Were you, were you having fun because of uh, the Steiners? Or are you saying, man, I'm getting tired of getting beat up so bad? No, you... Uh 
You know, it's in any any contact sport. You're going to get banged around and you're going to get beat up. And the reality is, how was your performance? And if your mm. performance was what it should have been, it don't hurt nearly as bad. That's right. Speaking of contact sports and performance, again, we're proud sponsors of Blue Chew. Uh, finally, let's discuss Sting's allies and the increasingly violent feud with the Dangerous Alliance. We know that the feud culminated at Russell War 1992 inside that War Games match, and I can't wait to discuss that match uh, in the next few shows. But during the month of March, both sides amped up the violence. Multiple times, the Dangerous Alliance competed against Dustin, Barry, Steamboat, and the Steiners in elimination matches or six-man tag matches. Most of the time, the baby faces would come out on top arn but oftentimes the dangerous alliance was disqualified for using chairs or some other foreign objects each encounter became increasingly intense and violent uh, but again it was successful because it helped build to the match beyond for instance on march 9th dustin and barry defeated you and body in a bunkhouse stampede match uh, at the Civic Center in Anderson, South Carolina. And I can go on and on about the level of violence you guys relied on leading up to Russell War 92, but I think we should see some of it, dude. And in our final clip of the week, let's see what happens when you wrestled Ricky the Dragon Steamboat on March 28th, 1992. It's an episode of WCW Pro. Here we go, final clip of the week.
Damn, dude, it's it's hot angle after hot angle on television. Uh, poetic justice, that's a baby face you can believe in. I, you know, after all the action that we just saw, I think the most incredible thing that I saw was Ricky Steamboat's demonstration of holding Paul Lee up in the air for that long without dropping him. What a load. I mean, my he couldn't do that in today's world. <laughs> there no. is no way. No. Oh, man. But, but in all seriousness, man, this was so much fun. I hope you guys were able to check this out on YouTube. But Rube comes uh, comes in with a chair, continuing the angle he and Steamboat started prior to the Super, prior to Super Bowl. But uh, the brutality is what I want to focus on here. Steamboat would turn the tables on Rube. We see the leather strap that comes into play. We do, they do the hanging angle. No blood, thanks to the band. But this is a new level of ruthlessness in this feud and the violence is being carried out by one of the most beloved baby faces in the business. But, uh, man, this is pretty effective. Don't you think in highlighting the severity of the threat of the dangerous Alliance Arn? You expected it to go exactly the other way. Yeah. Rude hanging steamboat. That's what I was think I was looking for as the eventual end. And man, to turn it around, it felt good. Uh, he, it did, he overcame it steamboat was never out of the fight. Nah, so good. Great creative. Loved what was happening here. We do have a few fan questions uh, that I want to get to as we finish up that uh, clip. Nick Lenz, our old pal, he says, uh, how you feel about the chemistry between you and Bobby was as a team opposed, as opposed to when you two were opponents? So uh, what did you think about the chemistry as team members versus when you were opponents? Equally is rewarding. I mean, it was the best of both worlds. You know, to wrestle, I wish I would have wished Tully and I could have had six months with Bobby and Dennis and Cornette around the loop. Uh, we didn't have but just a couple of those matches. Um, but to be his partner or his opponent, you just marveled at how good he was. Brian Fuller wants to know, other than Bobby Eaton, who did you socialize most with from the Dangerous Alliance? Hmm... Um, not really anybody, I would think. I mean, Larry and I traveled together some when we were partners. Uh, had a couple of beers with Austin a few times when the travel, uh, you know, allowed it. Uh, but mostly it was Bobby and I. Okay. A uh, few more. Superfan Terrell Lewis asks, Arn, how great did it feel teaming with your real-life best friend Bobby Eaton, and how awful did it feel bumping for the Steiners every night? I didn't feel bad for the Steiners. You really didn't have no choice. Yeah. You know, that was either or. You could either just go with the flow or you could get bumped either way. Um, but uh, and, uh, we've talked about in length about Bobby. Bobby was, yeah. a, was a special time and a special situation to be partners with your best friend was, was awesome. Final question of the week uh, from, comes from our buddy, Brian Haremza, and he says, at this point, the Dangerous Alliance has been going for three months. How did you feel the chemistry was coming together for all you guys as a unit? Well, I felt like we were just getting started. I think that thing had a lot of, you know, a lot of legs. And any combination that you wanted to put together for a six-man or an eight-man, it was always very exciting. So I was having a good time. Uh, we're having a good time checking it out. Uh, that's going to wrap up the show for this week, buddy. But next week, it's April 1992. And then after that, we're going to ask Arn anything. So get your questions ready. But uh, Arn, April 92, Nikita Koloff joins the feud between the Dangerous Alliance and Sting's allies. That's right. He is involved. Vader continues his campaign against Sting and breaking his ribs in the Omni. And we're going to cover the Bill to War Games, the main event of Russell War 1992. So I can't wait to cover all that with you uh, next week. But don't forget, you can access all things Enforcer by going to arndlinks.com. And that's where you're going to find all of our social media pages. Uh, you can find archives of the show. That's where you're going to find links to the Horseman and Arn shows, boxagimmicks.com, and YouTube. Like, subscribe, and turn on those notifications. I'm telling you, it helps us out uh, so much, and we appreciate that. We've talked about the jackets and the hats and everything you can do there. Uh, we also want you to uh, advertise with us. That's right, advertisewithrn.com. And if you're looking to advertise your business with that demographic, that 25 to 54-year-old men and older, it doesn't stop there. Men in their 60s, 70s, 80s, and 100s, they love this show. So check it out. 
advertisewitharn.com because it works. And uh, we have a super targeted audience and there's little that goes to waste. We are here to help support you and check us out on ad free shows. Again, I said that ask Arn anything's coming up. We're going to do that in front of a live studio audience. You get to do that over at adfreeshows.com. Sign up and you get one week completely free. No better value in all of wrestling right now. Arn, I had a lot of fun with you this week, my friend. So did I, buddy. Good job. You got it. Well, on behalf of the enforcer, Arn Anderson, this is Paul Bromwell, and we'll see you right back here next time on Arn. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on, right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra five to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B L E A V on YouTube or wherever you listen.